Ledley asked me to tell my faith story in three minutes. It would have been so much easier if he had asked me to tell my church story about growing up in a large downtown Southern Baptist church in Houston, Texas, liberal as Southern Baptists go, about being known in that church being known to this day, in fact, as that little boy age four who recited Luke 2, verses 1 through 20 at the Christmas service, about choosing a college, at least in part, because the chaplain was so charismatic, at least I had it on good authority that he was so charismatic by reading a searching interview of William Sloan Coffin in Playboy magazine, (laughs) about intending conscientiously to attend Anglican services in England where I was a student, but finding that that Southern Baptist in me couldn't quite cope at that time with kneeling at the altar rail for communion. About discovering this place by some forgotten serendipity, about being drawn out from behind the pillar by a call from Jim Donald who said, I think we should talk. But my church story is not my faith story. And my faith story, I've come to realize, is not entirely my story. Because if we're lucky, we have examples before us of what it means to live a full and faithful life, a life full of faith, as I realized in preparing the eulogy for my father, who died on March the 7th, age 99. He was a deacon in that Baptist church in Houston. He was the chairman of the deacons at the very busiest time in his professional life. He taught Sunday school every Sunday for more than 60 years. He gave generously and gratefully of his wealth. He was a model to me of a faithful and fulfilled life because it was a life lived in service to others. And he lived his life in service to others because Christ was at the center of his life. He was a lawyer, as I am, and like him, I like to try to wrap my mind around the problem of God and the problem of doubt. And I think he would have liked the story that a high school friend of me told on her husband. She said, Pete, if he was at a Christian conference on heaven, And the moderator said at the end, when you exit the auditorium, you can go left for heaven and right for the lecture on heaven. Pete was likely to go right. (laughs) And, And so am I on many days. But on my better days, I try to hold fast to the understanding that words are inadequate to define God, that the God we describe and the God we try to define is always too small. I try to remember that with all kinds of opportunities for Jesus to tell people what to think, he told them what to do instead. It is hard to follow Jesus, but I am of a mind these days to believe that I can follow him by following the example of my father, and maybe, maybe then my children could say about me what I said about him three weeks ago that much as I marveled at dad's capacity for crossing boundaries 
geographic and otherwise, decade after decade for 99 years. It was his ability to cross cultural boundaries close to home, late in life, that made me the most remarkable of all. Not his adaptability to the world of personal computers, but his acceptance of interracial marriage, divorce, remarriage, and gay grandchildren. Growing up, he could never have imagined these things as part of his world, but when they came into his life, he accepted them because he loved us. And I would say that he loved us as we were because he believed that God loved us and that God's love was capable of crossing all boundaries. His God was not too small.